Bonjour. Hello. Hello. How you doing? And welcome to Ma- yet another beautiful episode of Two Thumbs. You guessed it. We're still undecided. We're a little bit undecided. You know, I actually, Sam, over the weekend, <laughs> uh, over the week, I actually did decide on a few things. What the? Yes. and That I, kind of defeats the whole purpose of the show. I know. So I've been spending this entire week and just being like, uh-uh-uh. You know what? I'm going to look up other theories, other things. And now I'm back to being undecided. Actually, you know how I've become undecided? How? Whoa. Yeah, sorry. I just turned up your, your headphones a little bit. Hello. It's the show. shot. Is this how I actually sound? Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm a little undecided how my voice sounds. I always think it's interesting how um, people... I'm just so used to hearing my own voice. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, you know, when we did this podcast and, like, I ed- I do a lot of other audio stuff for voiceovers and things. What I'm you, so used to my hearing my voice. What are you doing saying you're doing other voiceovers for other stuff? I've ne- well, I've never heard you do other voiceovers. We're not well voiceovers for my own. I'm doing this doc and I'm doing um oh. you know, I've just worked in in video long enough. I've heard my voice over and over, but some people are seriously scared whenever they hear their voice. For real for the first time. Yeah, uh the notorious uh Johnny Dupe um doesn't even watch his own takes. Um, he doesn't. Yeah, maybe he. Maybe ever since he became kind of on the outs, he's like, you know what? Fine, I will watch myself. Whatever. Yeah, I'll. I feel. Well, he's a man of the people because most people are like that. A man of the people. Yeah. Johnny Depp's a man of the people now. <laughs> Wait, you said Johnny Dupe? I was so confused. Oh yeah, yeah, Johnny Dupe. Okay, that's it's how... kind of like how you say Michelle Fazzy Ballser instead of uh, Michael Fazbender. Michelle Fazzy Ballser, best known for Shame. Mm. What What is your favorite? And you can be undecided about this, but what is your favorite Michael Fazballs movie? My favorite Michael Fazballs movie. The Michael's balls, fuzzy my, balls. My movie. favorite Michael Fassbender movie has got to be Twelve Years a Slave, followed by Fish Tank. Really? It's funny because when you came home, you were like, fish tank stinks. I said that? You did. You mm. said, I did, this movie's not very good. I think most of the time, I dislike stuff first. Right off the bat. Um, speaking of things that are disliked, um, we have a very special... Well, no. I was going to... The lead-in is talking about the the Razzies. Is what, yes, that and was then that the thing. next one. But we also have a very special comma, guest today um who is a um sound mixer uh he works in sound uh we're not introducing him quite yet um but he is a a friend of mine um and we are going to be talking about sound um also we're going to ignore the fact that there is a a very big um a huge show that is going to be happening after this which let's just say that and i have had our qualms with with it with just to give you a hint of what it is is i wish i were up wiener everybody would love me mm-hmm. fill in the blank and that's and minus what it is. the myers because that's our show did i say myers oh yeah our said, show we've only done one show and it was yeah. pre-pandemic then the pandemic kind of ruined us 
Yeah. Uh, spiritually and metaphorically. Yeah. Not well, physically or mentally, though. So in 2019, we did the Myers Awards, which was our take on the Oscars, which was mostly bringing on or talking about people who normally aren't talked about, i.e. Food, best food truck. Best, mm, best caterers. Best you mean. production assistant. Mm -hmm. um, best um, stunt doubles. Stunt doubles. We oh, and the one doubles. that is the best. And let's do it on three. One, two, I, three. I don't know. Casting director. Casting director. Yeah, yes. we really promote casting directors yeah, on this show. We do. Uh, actually, if you would like to call in, I'll do. I'll say the number. If you'd like to call in and you're a casting director and you want to get on the show, our number is seven one eight six seven three eight two zero one. And hopefully, I know how to. How to do that me too. on the board. Uh, let me do it again. Hashtag. That number again is 718-673-8201. I also, Boo -boo. I also think we're supposed to be doing these on-air <laughs> yeah. reads more. Yeah, um, we are. Our so last... I'm going to... It says do this three times per hour. Literally. Um, yeah, so our last... Let me do it. I just want to just say <laughs> that I love hearing... We walk in about like eight minutes before... So we sit in on the last person. Okay. And yeah, she does them... Quite often, I'm like, oh, Jesus, yeah. is that what we're supposed she's, to sound she's like? She's good at her job. Um, we they pay her, they probably. actually pay her. Um, and you could actually sponsor us if you want, if you wanted to. Um, you're yeah. listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener supported radio. You're listening to Two Thumbs Undecided on Radio. Oh, this is all okay. Um, also, if you're listening to Radio, to radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free app. For iPhone, Android, available in app stores for iPhone or the Google Play Store. For There's no and love in that. Can, no, I, can I read the next one? Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do that, that a little later. Yeah, but can I have it? Can I have the paper? Yeah. This is Sam passing me the paper. Boop. Sam Sound made that noise. That. So let's talk real quickly about the Razzies before uh, we bring on our special guest. Very special. Um, so the Razzies are kind of controversial, I'd say, in a way, because basically they're just saying these people stink. Stuck. Suck. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the whole shtick of the Razzies. Did they suck or did they suck currently? What? Do, you said they sucked. Do oh, they, they suck. Do, if they get the Razzie, do they just continue to suck or have they just a past tense sucked? Um, because, um, LeBron, who was the one who was in Space Jam? Dose? Yeah. So anyways, I, I. Space Jam's actually worst actor was LeBron James. Yeah, so now he um, sucks forever. He sucks. I don't... Oh, now I see what you're saying. Um, took me a sec. Mm. Um, I think it's just this year. Oh, okay. I, I think it's more so Ooh, just this... That's a long whatever year, movie, though. We got... Like, whatever movie they're in. Nine more months. Um, LeBron James... Uh, also, you know what? I didn't know this. This They're called, actually, the Golden Raspberry. Hmm. That's why they're called the Razzies is because it's a raspberry. Because, like, because you of get the, the sound the, of... <laughs> that's not... <laughs> yes. That's a raspberry, but on a stomach. Yeah. That was my hand, my left hand. It seems will. like the worst um, thing... Also, best supporting actor was... The worst supporting actor was Jared Leto <laughs> oh, in yeah. House of Gucci. And the worst picture <laughs> seems to be... Th this seems to be destroying <laughs> the, the movie Diana the Musical, which is a musical about Princess Diana. I don't know that one. I didn't know that one. I know either. that um, Spencer uh, with um, Kristen Stewart was a thing. Yes, but she did good. She did well. She's nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Oh, she is. She's nominated for best for best actress. Oh, she's yeah. probably going to win for best. Oh, we actress. said Oscars. Oh boy. Uh, darn it. Well, the chain is unlocked. So 
But anyways, um, it seems like this this year was mostly just destroying destroying. Um, I need to check that out. Diana the musical. You know what? Um, so Jared Leto has had very much a run of horrible movies. Everybody hated him really for the Joker, except for uh, tween emos and uh -huh. goth people. Um, and now he's in this new movie, Morbius. Uh, Mo Mobius. Mobius. Mm -hmm. I should know this because I'm a big comic book guy. He's he's uh, the living vampire. Yes. Uh, an old Spider-Man villain turned popular solo character. Jared Leto's in this Marvel movie as Mobius. Yes. And apparently it is getting horrible reviews. It's it's almost now considered to be one of the worst Marvel movies ever made. Mm, One movie that something. nobody <laughs> brings up, and I wonder why, but I remember when I first was into Netflix, like when mm. it's first sending stuff. Yes, Hidalgo. Yes, Hidalgo, just all the, you know, uh, beware children at play. Like yes. I would watch, uh, Sam and I would watch all these trailers for old movies, um, like really cheesy, horrible movies. And I would just go on this wandering path of watching, like seeing what bad movies. Wandering. And the one that I found that I've never seen it and never has talked about, but is Man Thing, hmm. which is a, I think, kind of a popular Marvel character. He's the Marvel equivalent of Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man Thing, Swamp Thing. The only difference is, is the Swamp Thing has more of a humanoid face, mm -hmm. while Man Thing has more of a uh, testicle and ball, uh, testicle and penis face. Okay. Yeah, look it up. He's got big, <laughs> big like uh, red eyes, and then a big snout, kind of like a, uh, what was a Big Bird's maybe belief and Thumpalumpagus. Thumpalumpalicus, he's got a big scout. Basically like a, a trunk. Yes. But it looks like a, a penis. Anyways, leading off of that, um, let's get in. <laughs> leading off of Man Thing's penis. Let's talk about um, our guest oh. that we have brought on. Um, he's a... a, he's a, um, a he'll give, uh, he told me he was a sound mixer, but he'll give us the full rundown of exactly what he does. Um, we go way back from back in my days when I was a Capitol intern. When was that? Um, that was 2017. Wow. Um, was and so we have Andy Tice is on. Did I say your name correctly? Hello, Andy. You did. Hey, yes. hey. Nice. Hello. hello, hello. Yes. Hello. Thank we hear you loud and clear. You hear us. Yeah. This is probably the loudest I've ever heard yes, anybody. Great. Amazing. All right, cool. Well, welcome. Uh, Welcome, 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 and of thank course, you. Um, welcome. Just hang on one second. I was just saying goodbye to Jared Leto. Hey, um, <laughs> I'll see you next week. All right. Ooh. Oh, oh okay. man. Did he, oh. was, he hearing, was he hearing us he at all? He heard us talk you know, about the I, Razzies. I did not say anything bad about it. I was just saying, uh, hopefully, I mean, he's still getting paid. Thankfully, no one from the Diane the yeah. musical was. Did you know about that musical, Diane the musical? No. I thought you were talking about Spencer at first. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Diana? Uh, Diana the musical, no. yeah. Well, apparently did horribly. No. Oh, good, because I'm. I didn't. I. I was like, hopefully, you know, you didn't do sound on it or something. Yeah. No. Well, um, <laughs> now Andy, uh, now that you're all alone in the room, is there any other people in the room besides <laughs> yes, everyone? <laughs> everyone he was nominated for because Arazi is yeah. actually in that room. <laughs> yeah. This this episode can get a little uh, spicy on some of the actors and actresses out there. They were very opinionated. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to. Heard no, I'm cool. Stories. You can make fun of anyone, including me. Um, I don't know. I uh, I'm very uh, interested in uh, the line. But so, what would you categorize yourself as? So Sam was saying, like, 
you told him you're a sound mixer. What would you say you're more? Uh, Officially, my title is production sound mixer, which means I'm on set recording dialogue um, for TV, film, behind the scenes, that kind of thing. I met Sam on uh, behind the scenes gigs with uh, Capitol Records. Yes. I see. And uh, as a good uh, interview host and a researcher and just a lover of all things film and media, I uh, looked at your IMDb and I saw just to connect how you guys uh, with Capital is that you did um, a Katy Perry music video. You are a... Da, 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 a yes, uh, Sam, which one? That was the basketball one. Which yes. one was that, Sam? Um, it's a great question. It's the one <laughs> where she was in a basketball... You, it was you guys a basketball worked on that thing. together? Oh, this yeah. is the one Sam was telling me about this, and now I'm connecting it. It is the same one. It's called Hey, Hey, Hey. That really what it was called? Yeah, or at least no, this, no, yeah. swish, swish, hey, hey, hey. swish, swish. It was swish, 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 swish. Yeah, mm. that all was right. a good shoot, wasn't it, Sam? Um, I mean, that it was, was... all nighter. Um, we had the women from Glow showed up. We had <gasps> Terry Crews on set. Yes, um, it was uh, full of. We had the kid, the backpack kid, that did the dance. Yeah. Um, we had a kid from Stranger Things on that. Yeah. I heard about that. Um, did you get to meet any of those people, Sam? I didn't. Um, I got to meet Katy Perry for a hot second. Um, but oh, she, she was very busy. busy. She was more of just like, hey, oh, hey, and then moved on. She was trying to make us. You know, on that day, she was totally exhausted. I don't know if you remember or saw it. She actually was taking naps on the court uh, on the on some of the chairs. I vaguely she had just come in from something else. I vaguely remember that. I I just remember that she seemed very uh, tired. <laughs> she seemed like she yeah, had been yeah. working a lot. Um, because that was I forget which album that was, but this was like the main. You know, she had been doing a lot of work. Um, for the album that she was working on at that time. Um, yes, she. Uh, I mean, you. Uh, she works so hard, and she she doesn't quit. And you can you could see it that day. She came in. She did an overnight flight, and then she worked all night. Um, to that end, do you think there? You know how um, um, James Brown is credited as the hardest working uh man in showbiz. I think that was one yes. of his gigs. Oh, really? Now, will that ever get passed on to somebody like if they're gone do they stay with it but that's such a great title and i do see that Katy perry goes at it hard mm. on her stuff especially the videos i've seen of her last maybe she's the second hardest working well also or maybe the, the title needs to be passed on like james brown needs to wait we're gonna have to make a list or something that's for our, our next uh podcast yeah, yeah. Make a list of the <gasps> hardest working people <laughs> it's kind of like a like you know how dead eyes um got so big with just the concept uh do you know dead eyes andy do you know that podcast no. have you heard of that uh it's about a guy no, who no. got fired from a uh, band of brothers and basically the whole re thing is oh. him trying to figure out why tom hanks fired him and it was super popular <laughs> well so part of the, but it's 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 called dead eyes because tom hanks said he had, had dead, dead eyes. eyes um gotcha. but yeah. anyways that should be our next podcast is trying to figure out who the next person i gotta get check that, that out it's honestly cool. it's 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 incredible because it's something that like destroyed his career for like 10 years he like quit acting and uh very and it was very traumatizing for him in his whole career and now it's been enough time from when it happened that he really like he went at it with a very 
a nice way. Yeah. But, um, but let's you know, get you have to have a, a thick skin in this business. And I've learned that I've learned that from day one and you mm. start getting yelled at. I don't know how much, Sam, you got yelled at uh, at Capital, um, but not really at all. The honestly. people in front. Oh, really? Good. The people in front of the camera a lot of times have uh, thinner skin and they're the ones receiving the most criticism. Yeah. Um, when I say I get yelled at, I mean, like sometimes you get blamed for stuff that isn't even your fault. Sometimes yeah. it is your fault. But in Hollywood, if you have a thick skin, you can go far. Yeah. Now, so, Andy, you say you did that from day one. Um, so do you have any kind of how did what was day one for you in uh, in your opinion? Well, uh, or at least was, first big project. sound sound mixing was my second career. So I went to sound school in 2002 and one of the instructors there was instructed to teach to teach us and be kind of mean to us and we were all like what's this guy i mean we're paying a lot of money and this guy's being kind of mean to us and someone said to us look if they didn't want this guy to be a little mean to you i mean there's a reason he's doing this and as soon as i got my first job i learned <laughs> like yeah how mean there's no people don't have patience they're just snippy people yeah are snippy to you how mm -hmm. mean and you have to get were they like on your first day what was your first project so, well, uh, you mean professional, like uh, well, paid. Uh, here's an here's here's an example for that for that teacher. We'd be mm. setting up the room for a band to come in or someone to come in, and he'd be like, "Those cables aren't getting done quick enough. I don't see you guys working." And we're like, "We're doing the best we can, you know. We're students." But he would say those snippy little comments, and we would be like, "Oh man, what a jerk!" But you know, we were talked to a lot worse on set, and mm. I've seen you know arguments on set, not with me. Because I know how to keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. um, but so what were some of my first jobs? Well, let me start with this. So I got out of school. They gave me an internship. I came to L.A. And uh, I was with kind of a jerky guy in Venice Beach. And he was really short with me. Uh, and it was like, man, I'm right out of school. I'm working for free. And he, he would be like, my favorite part of that gig was when he would ask me to walk his job dog mm, and i'd okay. be like great i'm out of the, this guy's home studio and i'm walking his dog for 30 minutes this is awesome but then he gave me a job at another um production house where this was the guy i don't know if you guys remember this this guy wrote have you driven a ford lately have you driven a ford lately i don't know if you remember that commercial but it ran for probably 30 years mm. and so this guy was making bank and he had his own studio and he was awesome and from there, my career, I just kept working for free until I started getting paid for gigs and you get your name out there mm. and you get more and more gigs. But I started my career over at three or four different places for free. Mm. And then you start getting paid. You prove mm. yourself. That is very inspirational to all those people out there who think that they have to get it right on the go. Just from what you said that you had to start over yeah. your career what was it, three or four times or just for free, not start over, but you had to work yeah. for free. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, if you get the drive, uh, what uh, this may, I'm just wondering what kind of kept you, your flame afloat? Because there's been several times, uh, personally, I like myself, I just moved to New York and I'm finding myself had to start all over again. Um, yeah. And I think people have their different ways of doing it. Uh, to keep themselves inspired and and not just take a 
desk job, which is good, but you know, that's, that's not what the dream is for us. Uh, what, what was something that kind of just, uh, got you, got well, you going? Let me, let me ask this, uh, Sam, what, what year were you born? Oh, uh, you born, I Sam? was born in 96. Ah, you're a cancer. I don't know. Okay. So do you, you remember nine 11? Do I do you remember nine uh, 11 or I, were you too little? Interesting. This is not how I was expecting. Um, I was it yes, yes or no. No, question. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that was the okay. thing. I I don't remember. So so, so nine eleven. I was in a large insurance company in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm. There was twenty five hundred of us, and nine eleven happened. And I was in a. I mean, our building wasn't as big, but I just saw all those office workers and what they were going through, and I'm like, I'm in an office just like this, and they just lost their lives, mm. and. I need to start moving forward in my life. And uh, I immediately, within that week, applied to a sound school in Phoenix. They put me on the wait list. Uh, the place in Phoenix was called the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. It's an awesome school, still still churning out students. Um, and they put me on a wait list, and it took me almost exactly one year. Uh, August 5th, 2002, I ended up uh, at the conservatory of recording arts and sciences. Wow. And from there it was an eight month program. And then I moved to LA, man. And so I just, I knew it was time for a change. Mm -hmm. And, um, luckily because of that insurance job, I had some savings built up and I'm pretty thrifty guy. So, uh, I just, you know, I lived in a one room apartment, probably the size of a bedroom, no kitchen. I lived there for five years. It felt like a dorm room. I felt like I had my own dorm room, and that was in Koreatown. And from there, it just you move forward. Mm. Wow, that that is uh, quite inspirational. You just saw that you needed to get it going. Needed a change, just now, like you moving to New York. You needed a change, right? Yeah, exactly. That honestly, you spoke exactly to me. Uh, Fortunately, uh, uh, there wasn't. Basically, I just needed a change. There was no big event. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, like a. United yeah. uh, world changing event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. but I could, I uh, think a lot of people can relate to just a period in their life where they're like, if I don't change soon, it's just going to be the same. Kind of like the saying of same old thing. Like yep. you got to keep moving or you'll, yeah, you'll die like a shark. <laughs> yep. But I'm also curious. Yeah. Back to your, to your, uh, career. Um, so you like you, so you started off doing, um, in studio stuff, like in like inside of a studio. When was there yes. a switch from working in the studio to working on sets? Because that prime correct me if I'm wrong. That seems to be primarily what I, you do now is being on sets. Yes, correct. That's all I do. So I knew I wanted to be on um, on a movie set since I was. 10 11 mm. but i i had no idea how to get there i i had some friends down the block who would make make movies and it was like oh wow you can you can do this they i never did this i never did that i didn't know how in the midwest to go from there to all of a sudden los angeles but the way you do that is by small steps which we've all heard the the proverb you know every the longest journey starts with the first step but so i just started taking those small steps and i finally got you know at 18 if i would have just come to la i would have never survived mm. um i uh, it took me going through that insurance job for seven years to build the confidence and and know how to interact with people and just be mature to take that next step 
and then go and take this eight month program mm. and then find the, the cheap apartment in Koreatown and then start working for free mm -hmm. and just keep going. So I, uh, so back to your question, I realized as I was in this post-production that I can easily now switch to production because I learned all this post-production stuff and I say, Hey, this is what they need on set. And I can just take jobs for free and screw up their sound for free and learn mm -hmm. because all those free jobs I took were my schooling mm -hmm. and you know, I messed up some sound, mm -hmm. but you get what you pay for. And I, I would just plug away and I'd, I'd be polite and nice and figure it out. And there are lots of times I was in a jam and you just had to figure it out and was, figure out what to do next. Was there ever a time that, can you think of a time in which someone was like, that was the money shot. We got the, the, like, the money sound. We got the money shot. Like, oh, and they're just like, it up. and you goofed <laughs> up the shot. And they're just like, you got the, like, the I'm, sound, I'm right? Sorry, I farted in the mic. Sorry. <laughs> Was there a time like that you know, in your? I, I, oh man, I don't, I don't have a story about that. Well, oh, that's good. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. Well, what were some of yeah. the early flubs that, like, for someone, if there's like a a, a a sound mixer or a boom op listening here now, who's an aspiring, taking right. these free jobs, what are some of the the early mistakes that you made? Well, so back when uh, I started out, I had to be connected directly to the camera for uh, production sound there was a time where i goofed something up and i'm sure sam you've been in this situation and i was hearing it but for whatever reason i wasn't recording it to mm. the camera so my my gear was hearing it it wasn't recording to the camera i realized this in the middle of the shoot and i actually went to the guy and i said hey uh i goofed this up you know those last three interviews we did there's nothing there Ooh. it's going to be oh, totally man. silent and you know my heart was drop dropping and and i was like i just screwed up my career yeah and sam and zach zachary don't tell anyone but it was for capital records <gasps> and, well, and i'm like edit crap hola <laughs> wait when did you start working how how early on did you start working with capital uh it would have been about 15 years ago 15 no years. maybe 10 10 okay. yeah what did the and, guys say uh you know what he said? What? He said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go. We're going to go get that interview again. We're going to do, and we have some time here. We're going to, and he just moved forward. Mm. And you notice that in this business, people move forward. They don't dwell on that's all screwed up. Now they might not hire you again. Luckily they did in my case, Yeah. but they just, okay, here's what we got. Here's what we have to do with it. And then move forward. Yeah. I remember there was this other time, um, you were telling me, I always remember this, and this just popped in my head, where you told me that, like, it really matters what headphones you bring on set. Oh, that's interesting. You, were, you told me that, like, someone showed up on set with, like, Beats headphone or something got to, like, <laughs> do, to do yeah. boom, to be a boom yeah. up or something. And you're just like, that is... Yep. That is not professional. You have so it's like it really yeah, that matters. Yeah, was a bad look. Yeah. That was a bad look. Oh, it's bad luck. No, no bad look. Oh, said. bad look. Oh. So it... Look, yeah, um, you know, uh, there's a lot to be said for how you represent yourself in life and on set. And the quieter you are, the better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. I, I don't know what was going on, why that person has Beats. I know who that person is. I've never oh. seen him wear Beats again. Maybe his headphones broke and he, that's all he had. Oh, I don't okay. know. Oh, interesting that you actually but remember it, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> so you want to stick more to the Sony and the. Yeah, the Sony Professional. Make sure if you're on set, it's your headphones say Sony Professional at mm-hmm. pretty much any model. But yeah. different sound guys will swear by different. We're not going to. Now I sound like a camera guy talking about lenses. <laughs> That's not what we want this radio show to be. Well, honestly, I mean, I'm not opposed to us. it. I, I, I do a lot of my I, I do like the technical stuff. So don't don't shy away from getting technical right. just because I, I feel like sometimes right. on like podcasts and things if like if i am trying to learn something about a specific uh job or something it's like i want to know all the nitty-gritties but i mean it's up to you but like i don't i don't so well here i got a i got a little story for you that'll that'll tie all this together sometimes you get invited as a sound professionals invite each other to lunch or brunch and we go and we meet each other and maybe it's a new guy starting out that you bring along or maybe it's the new guy asking you to lunch. So I went, it was three of us and the guy who invited us brought along another sound mixer. He was a little older than me and we were talking and I, I'm pretty good at, I'm a really good listener. I'm not used to talking. I'm a good listener. That's, that's and I good said to the job. guy, so what would, what's something that you worked on that I would have been familiar with? What's your most proudest or biggest job? And he looked at me and he said, I won the Oscar for Whiplash. Whoa. And I was like, oh, maybe uh, I should have known that before I sat down at lunch. Maybe I should have done a little research, huh? And then he starts talking about working on Whiplash. And the stuff, the technical stuff he's talking about is so far over my head. I'm just nodding. I can't even tell you what he told me because I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would now. But he was like, oh, yeah, and then we set up the mics this way. So when the car goes by and the drums go like this and we have it like mic mic like that. And I'm like, wow, okay." And I just sat there and I listened to him. And uh, yeah, it ties everything together. Right. Did you. um, So whenever you uh, sit down with somebody like that or uh, learning from somebody else about, you know, their world of of sound, uh, do you like go off and and watch the movie or something after just to be like, oh, yeah, depending Depending, like I'll try to watch um, stuff that that my friends have worked on or people who've hired me have worked on or someone who, like just yesterday I was working a job with a bunch of young children actors Mm -hmm. and they were amateurs and they said we made, that we're making a film for like the end of our semester thing and here's the one that we made before. And so then I watched that and I realized, oh. This is this is what I should be in for and ready for. Mm. Simple as that. Now, whenever you're watching, if you're watching, like someone says, like I want this, like you're watching a movie or something to prepare yourself. Um, how particular? I mean, I'm sure, like, how particular are you with this? Because, like, if you listen to it just on like a TV, it's going to sound completely different than if you how it was like intended. Like, how do you watch this? These like movies oh yeah i mean one of the things that people should know and sam you can relate to this once mm-hmm. you get in the industry it ruins tv and movies for you totally yeah. and then sometimes you're watching it and you're just like oh why'd they put the camera there yeah uh, so you know uh so a lot of times i'll be watching stuff and if and lots of times i won't be noticing the sound mm-hmm. and then i will notice that i'm not noticing the sound i'll be like oh that's really good um i was just by chance, this new Olivia Rodrigo thing came out oh. yesterday, I think. And I had worked with her approximately with past year or so, a year ago. And um, I didn't do anything on this documentary. Uh, I did a lot on the Sour documentary, which was like a five-song 
thing. I was mm-hmm. behind the scenes on that. But anyway, Olivia and she has a friend and they're sitting in the desert on top of a Jeep and the wind's blowing and it sounds perfect. Mm. And I can see this guy's shirt and it's moving, it's flapping. And I'm like, how did these sound people? It did not sound like it was an yard. It sounded. And so I'll look at stuff like that. I'm like, where did they hide the mic? Oh. How did they do it? How did they capture that sound? Would they not have been? Did you ever? I guess it wouldn't have been a Go boom. Ahead. Was it like a wide shot then? It couldn't have been a boom. Right. They were going from wide to close. Oh, wow. And I'm like, they can't get a boom in there. So yeah. I don't know how they did it. If it was ADR, they did a fantastic job, but I get the feeling that it was not ADR. But you learn as you're, as you're going along and screwing up people's sound at the beginning, you learn how to get better and better and better sound. If you ever watch any of my interviews that I've done, I've perfected mostly the art of hiding the mic. I don't mm. even ask anymore. But uh, I'll notice on interviews if the mic is hidden or not. All of my interviews, the mic is hidden. Now, mm. the problem with that is you're going to get clothing noise. And now we're starting to get inside baseball here. I don't. But, yeah, um, fine. Skip to <laughs> this place if you don't want inside so, baseball. Okay. <laughs> Skip bubble. Um, so uh, one of the things I worry about is I don't like taping stuff onto people's body. Number mm. one, it hurts when it comes off. Number two... Uh, a lot of times, if uh, especially women who use a lot of moisturizer, it'll pop right off. The last mm-hmm. thing I want is my mic to pop off because it ends up down by their stomach. And you can still hear it, but it sounds really crummy. Yeah. Um, so you learn how to mic a person um, in the best way to give the best sound. Now, <laughs> I had this situation with Arnold Schwarzenegger recently. <laughs> so... When you're working with someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's a plus level, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you have, we're doing this interview, and I know we have about 20 minutes with this guy. So he's walking in, someone's talking to him on his left, someone's right there on his right, ready to ask something. And I just walk up to him and I start sliding my hand under a shirt to put a mic on him. And I get it all the way up to the top, uh, out, out of his collar. And he goes, Wow, we don't need this. We don't, you, you don't have to put it like this. You put it here in the jacket. And he points to the jacket now inside the jacket. Now I always think putting it inside the jacket, it's going to sound really noisy. This is a plus level actor. I can't goof around. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, he didn't say anything about me putting my hand up a shirt. He just didn't. (laughs) <laughs> that's a real professional we do it like this all yeah <laughs> we do it like this all the time and he points to the inside of his jacket so i put it there and it sounded excellent and, uh, oh but that's not not a normal place where i would put it and, and this, but it worked in that case it worked oh nice and and this was the uh his video to the ukrainians right did you see no, that? Did he make one no, that would have been uh yeah yeah i know he oh he did in his uh, office. but yeah. no, that that yeah. is that is interesting that uh so he had this maybe jacket kind of ready to go being like you can put the sound here is that something that actors that's, do yeah this is this is how we do it yeah and it's hard when you're working with an a-lister actor and they're or actress and they're saying uh do this do that i mean uh, you got to find a way to either say okay or not okay mm. and uh, sometimes yeah you know, i have a i have a cool uh j-lo story mm. um so we're working on this promo video and i show up to set it's capital thing and um possum who you've worked with sam yes possum says hey um you're gonna be recording her singing mm-hmm. and i was like possum i didn't i had no idea you were gonna do this he said yeah man i found out five minutes ago myself so <laughs> i'm not set up i'm set up to record dialogue i don't have mics to sing into and such so she's wearing you can 
you can find this video out online. She's sitting at a piano in a huge warehouse. The warehouse, I can't boom it. The boom, the camera's on a boom crane. Um, so I have to put a microphone, a, a lav mic on her. And she's wearing a tight leather jumpsuit. So I go in and I, and I figure it out and I put the mic on her and uh, she's wearing a bra and I kind of attach it down there right by the zipper and we do the first take and we call cut and it sounds like it sounds crummy it mm. sounds like a lot of clothing noise yeah and I turned to the assistant director as a, a person on set you always go to the assistant director don't talk to the director don't talk to the cinematographer you go to the assistant director and you say I have a problem this sounds like crap mm. which I hate so saying ever um, and he says okay go fix it and so I have to walk up in front of all these people. And of course, all their eyes are on me. What's Audio Andy doing? He's uh -huh. walking up to J-Lo to fix the mic. And I realize I have to unzip her leather jumpsuit to get to this mic in front of, I don't know, 30, 40 people all staring at me, which is kind of weird to be doing to uh, yeah. J-Lo. Mm -hmm. And as I'm walking up, I realize, oh, there's always someone on set that can help you. And I say, hey, wardrobe. And wardrobe comes in, and at that same time, hair and makeup, who after every single take, for, especially for someone like J-Lo, get in there and fix hair and makeup. So all of a sudden, I'm in a cocoon of people. I'm not all alone unzipping J-Lo's jumpsuit and fixing that mic. And I'm proud to say I got that mic sounding good. I boomed it from right next to the camera. I had, I had full extension on my boom and on my arms, and I got great sound. And the director listened to my uh, recording and he said, I can't hear the piano. There's a guy playing piano. Oh. I can't hear the piano. Oh, God, no. I'm, hired. I, I'm not hired to record the piano. And so uh, we, and uh, long story short, we recorded the, the, the piano separately. I knew that would never work. You just say, yes, uh -huh. okay, I'll do that. You might as well give them the option. And they just used the audio track from the CD or whatever. When I when you look oh. at that video, none of it is my audio, but it was it's a good story, right? Right. Uh, the thing I, I find about that story is a lot of time on sets, um, all of a sudden you'll get um, somebody saying like, why wasn't this done? Or why it's just like no one yeah. told me to, or I was not hired to, so why are you asking? Um, but I guess you just need to take yes. that with a grain of salt when a director throws a curveball at you like that. You just need to either you know, fix it or realize uh, you're not the one you have, to fix it. You have to have an answer. It mm -hmm. really is the the sound yeah, yeah. and camera people are. You really have to have your uh, your head on a swivel, like you or is that the term head yeah, on a swivel? A head on a swivel. To you have to. Um, you always have to be the most flexible. And even I mean I feel like for me sound yeah. is one of the were in a way harder than camera because i feel like so much goes into camera there's lighting there's there's you know ward there's so Thank much you, focused Sam. on the camera but with sound you're it's by not yourself true. it's not true but thank you sam i just i'm a butt i'm a button pusher no That's but it. you know how to push there's the a total different the i know how to push people's buttons yes <laughs> um so the the, the the art of the movie comes from the director, comes from the cinematographer, and the sound people just push buttons. Where a lot of a lot of those guys you're going to meet are and, and women, uh, but actually mostly guys are kind of nerdy computer guys, mm -hmm. and they look at it from that type of thing. They can wire 
wire, rewire a microphone, rewire cables. I can't do that kind of stuff. But you'll meet those guys, and those guys win Oscars. Mm. Audio Andy's not going to win an Oscar. Write it down. But right now. you are doing things very much on the, like, you are the perfectionist at doing things, like, on the gun, like, quickly. Like, you, because you're mostly yes. doing, like, BTS, that's, like, like instant, right. like, you have to, you know, like, that's one, BTS, isn't that? I always have to be ready. That's that I pride myself on always being ready when lots of times when possum says roll it, I'll say I'm already rolling. <laughs> and now it's at a point when I'm working with possum, he doesn't even look at me. He just starts asking the questions because he knows hmm. I'm on top of it. And if I'm not on top of it, I'll say, hey, possum, hold on. You know, maybe there's a problem with my gear, which is extremely mm -hmm. rare. Who knows? Whatever. Also, what were so because you started off looking at your IMDb, the first credit was t from 2004. Hollow. Um, what is oh, some what, of the, what was, I what was the credit what that was? That oh, was yeah, probably yeah. post post production stuff. Yeah, the one that probably. I saw was called The Hollow. I have to say, oh, The Hollow. I yeah, that was the, the that's now. the movie I've seen the most in my whole life because I had to sit there and listen to it repeatedly oh, yeah. as they went through edits. And this movie, I, I when I saw this, I'm like, this looks familiar. This is one of those movies that I, I would see at Blockbuster when going by the yeah. horror um, section. Just it was there. It was always like it was. That's uh, Kaylee Cuco, too. Oh, Kaylee Cuco. That Cuco? Must, yeah, from uh, Big Bang Theory currently um, on Harley yeah. Quinn. Yeah, she was uh, pretty oh, famed wow. on that. Oh, wow. I remember her coming into the office to do ADR. Uh, actually, that movie's not that bad. It really isn't. I mean, it is what it is. It's a good sound. It's a I, I assume. Horror, but anyway, um, but what are some <laughs> no, of the... I was in post on that. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, I mean, OK, so so the next the next thing you'll see if you look at my 140 yeah, yeah. credits on IMDb, um, you'll see these 1313 movies. Yes. So these are all horror thriller movies made by Dave Dakotu. Um, and he has churned out hundreds of movies. He is now a successful Hallmark or um a I, lifetime movie. I noticed um, that. I was going to um, director. And those 1313 movies are kind of thriller. They're slightly homoerotic and there's always pretty girl in there too though. And we are recording those in 2 days. We go to this man a lot of those are recorded in a mansion. We'd shoot it out these guys. He would yell at these guys to memorize their lines. It would be one or two takes, usually one take. Move on to the next angle, one take. A wide, a, rarely a medium, wide close-up, sometimes a medium, if depending on what was going on. Mm. We'd churn these things out. And he told me once, um, the reason he can do this and what he, how he found success is he found a camera, which was back then in the mid-2000s, cameras were still getting, you know, they were still on their way up. They had just switched to digital. Mm -hmm. uh, or Anyway, um, he said he could find a camera where he could shoot in a format that was good for Europe and America. And as soon as he found that, he was like, off to the races. Let's start shooting this stuff. Mm. And um, and that was that that was a great experience because I really had to be on my toes. And that was one where I kind of got yelled at by Dave. Mm. And I didn't work for him for another three years. I was on his first move, one of my first movie with him. And I remember asking him a question about sound, and he was like, he basically said, snippily, that's your deal. Mm-hmm. Rolling <laughs> action, oh, <man>. you know, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's right. I'm not a student anymore. 
I'm 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 a big boy. I'm an adult. I have well, so. what were some of the? Also, you said 140. There's 144 Ooh, credits the, okay. here. Don't nice. be don't be modest. Um, what were some of the big differences from recording sound back in like the early 2000s to now? So we were going right to camera. Um, every once in a while, I, it wasn't often I would record to DAT tape. Oh. And then very soon after that, uh, it went to digital and I started using a little zoom recorder and now I have a, a full size digital recorder mm. that I use uh, sound devices 664, mm-hmm. um, which is industry standard. Actually, it no longer, it has already been surpassed. Uh, but What's that was one? at least a five, five, I don't even know. Cause mine is, is so awesome. I don't even bother looking at, um, at the more expensive models cause they'll cost you $10,000 or something. Mm. Uh, something I was wondering is, do you own your own equipment or is it something yes. that is for, okay. Yeah. Part yeah. of the package when they hire me is you get the gear and you get a rate, depending on the gig, you get a rate for gear, you get a rate for yourself. And that's all uh, part of it. It's kind of like they're renting the gear from you. Mm. So and, you can, if you need five lobs, there's a, a rate for that. If you need three lobs, there's a rate for that. If you need no lobs, there's a rate for that. Um. Actually, so in your in your um, INDB, the one uh, or in your uh, CV or resume, the one thing I was uh, I kept noticing, and it was another one that I kept seeing, like when I I loved going through uh, old these old like horror films or mm. um, uh, the Evil yes. Bong. I did series. the Puppet Masters. Yeah. Oh yes, that yeah. one as well. But Evil Bong was something that I was I never. You're seen into that, it. Zachary. I I feel like I'm maybe like closeted fan of these movies i've just never taken that next step to really dive into them but uh over at it's a certain it's a certain crowd it's exploiting a certain crowd and um it's made those are made in a week that's a full moon that's a full moon movie that was my step up from dave and the two-day movies now i went to a movie that would take a couple two or three weeks uh and dave actually told full moon charles band he said Hire Andy, it, he's worth the price. Like they were giving me a hard time on the price, which it was already uh, a low budge. And they were, and from what I heard, Dave said, hire Andy and pay him. Wow. So that was, uh, that made me feel really good. So that would, that mean that movie was a step in, in your career. The bong, the yeah, bong yeah. movies. Well, it was actually, I think the first one was Puppet Master, Killer Eye. Killer Eye was the first one. And as I started shooting these full moon movies, all of a sudden he's making these Killer Bong and (laughs) Ginger Dead Man and Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. That one I did see, the Ginger Dead Man. It's so much fun shooting those things. The crew is great. We all know each other. We bang these out. Um, And and it's fun to work with them. Now, when you're... I had a, I have a bunch of questions that just came to me, and we'll see if I remember them all. Um, did <laughs> did you when you're on set? How big typically is the sound team? Is it normally just? Oh, like, I'm a one man. You're a one, one of the reasons people hire me is I'm one man band. That's why they like me. They can pay less than and have less people on set. Man. And yeah, but like and what? I, I so just, what are some of the differences between shooting BTS? to to shooting um something that's more of a documentary style to something that like the different types of things that you 
uh, that you. So one recorded. of the things I do, um, uh, I would consider BTS behind the scenes to be documentary style. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm doing a movie, I'm using uh, for BTS or documentary style, I'm using the boom a lot. And I just follow behind the camera, stay out of the shot as much as possible and dip that boom in there and capture that. Um, if, boy, if you see this Billie Eilish thing, yeah. I'm really proud of this. I, I rarely toot my own horn. But the Billie Eilish behind the scenes thing, uh -huh. that's mostly my boom. Wow. If you hear a scene with and they're talking and I'm like, holy cow, I really captured that, man. I was really proud of myself for for it's the first time like someone has professionally, professionally mixed my sound. And I really know like because wow. every single shoot, I'm like, oh, I got crappy sound. But no, if you watch this documentary, it's on Disney. You're, Plus. you're gonna, I know. Oh, wow, you're this gonna, is... you're gonna win. We're talking to a yeah, future that, Oscar winner. I was about here. to say this is actually that sounds like Oscar. for a doc. Would, yeah. Maybe for you could win an Oscar for a doc. But by, by the way, for people who don't uh, know what the title is, this is the making of Happier Than Ever: colon, A Love Letter to Los Angeles. Yes. So if you like, if you like, um, actually, if you like Billie Eilish's music, you'll. You'll enjoy the the movie itself a lot and the documentary also. How you know was uh, how was she to work I, with? Oh, great! Um, you know, I have a closer relationship with someone like a uh, Selena Gomez, Olivia Rodrigo, mm. um, um, Katy Perry. So I didn't I don't really know Billy all that well. Uh, I don't think like people like Katy Perry recognizes me. She doesn't know my name. She recognizes me. I know that much. Olivia Rodrigo recognizes me. Selena Gomez probably recognized me. Um, but Billie Eilish, no, but she was fine. She was totally fine. She was pro. She banged it out. We needed her to do certain things. She did it. She knows how to do it. I, I've heard you uh, mention yourself as uh, Audio Andy. Is that what you are called on set by um, your clients? Sam, how did I introduce myself to you? I'm sure I said Audio Andy. Audio Andy. Yeah. yeah. I've known you. I've, I feel like I've always just called you Audio Andy. Or I've, I've never. That's why I had to get your name, your last name, repeated to me a few times. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that that would work for yeah for any. I mean, alliteration. I mean, it is works. Yeah, your name begins with an A. It's audio. There you go. Like, it's I'd, like if you work in 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 as a camera, your name needs to be like Cameron or uh, Cecilia or something. Right. That's why I've been banging my head against the wall and figuring out what I should really get into because z really xylophone but i really your only <laughs> your only job of, option is xylophone zach really the only thing that people need xylophones for are like for <laughs> skeletons or like zebra someone's uh zebra zach <laughs> oh i i i'm turn on the zebra setting on cameras exactly Here comes zebra zach yeah he's got to oh, turn the zebra setting on someone needs to turn that button so. someone's got to um and the third question that popped into my head as we were talking Ooh. was Everyone, everyone's got to know with with an audio, a BTS audio expert. How? What is your way of not getting the boom in the shot? Oh, what's your secret? <laughs> I, the pros get the boom in the shot. The pros get the boom in the shot, and then they're told they're told to move up because you're trying to get closer and closer and closer. Oh. And uh, sometimes before a shot, if you can, you say, "Give me." Uh, what's my frame line and you dip your boom in and they go up 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 um, and then if I ever get my boom in the shot they they give me uh, the evil eye mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty good at noticing like and sometimes I'll look at them and I just got good at kind of figuring it out and they'll they'll look at me and like they'll either make a thumb motion or the motion with their eyes and I'll go out and then they just cut around that but then I know the frame line on the mm -hmm. fly 
but you just kind of learn it through just experience. And is there there's a, there's definitely a sound difference between putting the boom above and putting the boom below, right? Yeah, you always want it above, uh, above pointing down to the ground yeah. because uh, usually the ground is less reflective depending on where you are. Mm. Uh, but if you're shooting it up in the air, who knows what you're going to capture. And, and okay. pointing it towards the chest is like the chest area or straight uh, up the chin. chin. Yeah, I, I pretty much point it at the face. Also, I was just real, uh, thinking, are we almost to the point where like, yes, you don't want to have the boom in the shot. But uh, with the magic and miracle of CGI, yes, CGI, yeah, um, yeah, we could be like, like we do that a you're lot. on a George Lucas set, if you're lucky to be on a George Lucas set these days, and be like, oh, sorry, George, I got a boom in the shot. I'm like, don't worry, we'll we'll get it out That's later. That's a great George Lucas impersonation. <laughs> hey, you don't know what he sounds Italian. like now. That's true. <laughs> Did you watch the PGA I, Awards? I bet. Uh, it, um, <laughs> no. But um, actually, so we're getting close to the end, and I've been holding on to this question uh, for a while, and I think it's a pretty creative, right. good question. But um, <laughs> oh, so you're really tooting your own horn with this question. Bring, here. I think we'll everybody bring it, should bring it on. toot their horn eventually in this. Uh, in a, anyways, the question <laughs> is, what is the movie or media that you're the most proud of? And I'm going to kick myself if it's Whiplash. Wait, what was the what? What is the what is the <laughs> what is the that material I've, that you're that the most? On? Yes. Oh, I get it. Okay. Well, I I already said it. I already said it. If it's what I yeah, worked on they, that Billy Eilish documentary, oh, easily. that was that was the number. <laughs> your question, <laughs> your end of the, uh, you know, I was afraid I was gonna fall. See, this into the guy same is not thing. a listener. I well, <laughs> repeat uh, to repeat is uh, you know it sets into the brain. Okay. Ask any congress. So we need a guest to you know, repeat uh, themselves. I got some stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> I got some stuff coming out that'll that'll be pretty cool that I can't talk about. Oh. Um, but um, can you maybe, talk about? Sorry, any maybe a year from now. Oh. Want me to talk about Justin Bieber? It sounded like you guys were excited. Oh, when I worked with Justin yes, Bieber. please. Well, was that similar to? <laughs> was it like on the same level of working with Billie Eilish? Like it was the kind of like the same. It thing? was similar. Yeah. Was he very similar? Uh, good to work. With? So How was that what set? they had. He, he's so charming, man. He, um, they shot the whole Believe documentary, which is like rated 1.5 or something on, on IMDb, but that's just a bunch of haters. It's actually a very good documentary if you watch it. So they shot the whole documentary of the tour and everything. And then, I didn't realize this when I was hired, they uh, had a day with him at his house and they just interviewed him. And that's why I was there. And if you watch that documentary, uh, I kind of appear on that at the very beginning. Um, I say, hey, we should slate this. And then uh, he goes to the camera and he claps his hands. And you can hear my voice saying, hey, we should slate this. And um, I think that's kind of cool. Wouldn't that be crazy and if he takes it, that and he samples <laughs> that for a song? Maybe? <laughs> yeah. And then you get royalties for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was 10 years ago, so that's not going to happen. Also, but I, anyway, he was so charming. He came up to each one of us and said, hi, I'm Justin. And he had the Justin smile. And he uh, he came to every single person. There was only eight of us. But still, that was really nice. Wow. I remember this documentary, actually. I, I remember was, it coming I was out. still um, of the juvenile thing of, like, kind of making fun of Justin Bieber, not knowing, you know, yeah. he's, he's just a guy who uh um making you know, people music. are still listening to him and i've always thought of him as kind of yeah the same way you looked at him and but people 
people are buying the stuff. My biggest, that is. my biggest qualm with Justin Bieber was he started a trend when I when he became big of having a very particular kind of hair, <laughs> which everyone, all the cool kids had, and me having curly hair. I could not pull that hair off. Do it. He was also born two days older than me. Uh, exactly. So. They they're both um, March <laughs> March first, nineteen ninety four. It goes. It goes. Wow. Justin Bieber, Doctor Seuss, and then moi. <laughs> Those are the three days of March. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, but, all right. Well, we have three <laughs> minutes left. Uh, you can't talk about anything that you're working on right now. Apparently, is there anything um, you would recommend or social media of sorts that you would like us to um, check out? Uh, or any like websites. Oh, you can find me on the audio, the audio Andy, um, the audio Andy uh, for Instagram, and mm-hmm. um, I have some stuff out there. Another podcast that I was on regarding my experience at Woodstock '99, which might be <gasps> of interest to some people. Oh, did you do audio for that, or did you just you just went? No, I was I was there. Did a, you were you burning some of the stuff? Crowd member. Wasn't things I, on fire? No, but I have. I was there. I, I captured a lot on uh, video. Those videos were optioned by a company who might be putting it in their documentary. Oh, wow. my goodness. The one band I know, at least the one I was, it Primus, great set. Primus was I there, right? Primus was at oh. uh, 94. I think I think Primus was at Woodstock 94, because if they were at 99, I would have went to see Primus. Oh, wait, was 99 the one that, I didn't know that there was one that was like crazy. That was that was yeah, like ninety nine was ninety nine was the crazy one. Mm. I am um, yeah. I don't know too much about the ninety nine, and now I'm well, we sad we only got two out. more minutes. Riots. Um, well, <laughs> there uh, there was there was one that came out, and now there's another one coming out. I was it when you were there? On. Were you just like, uh oh, this is getting out of hand? Yeah, it was. It was weird. This is that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it was like everything was being tested. Tested, tested, and then it was like, "Hey, let's do a riot." Um, as you <laughs> look, what we can get away with. Look what we can get away with. Oh, now <laughs> let's throw the ATMs on the ground and try to get the money out of them. That the money's been gone since day one. You know, let's burn stuff. Okay, let's knock over the speaker tower. All right. I guess um, ninety nine Woodstock. You probably could have uh, took taken lessons of like what, what not to do on audio. Like, hey, maybe you shouldn't burn the the speakers. Also, guys, I just oh. found out that um. I forgot to record all of this. Oh no! Stop well, it. So, Sam, uh, if you can at least record this part, um, I we have to do. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll record radio. this part. Okay. Okay. So, real quick. Um, ADR. Yeah. Uh, please uh, be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming uh, RFB events. Period. You can sign up at radiofreebrooklyn.org/newsletter. Um, and thank you very much, yeah. Andy, for thank you, Andy. stopping on by. Uh, 30 seconds left. Give us a uh, give us something. I forgot this was live. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it's live. <laughs> we got 30 seconds. Uh, 15 seconds left. Yeah, Say something. Hey. Hey. Um, uh, well, right, tune in I'll, next. I'll, I'll tell you that are listening. Yeah. Whoa. What did he say? We have 11 people listening. Oh. Sir. Can we? Okay. Oh, we never know. 